Welcome to another great episode of the She's From Friends podcast. Today, Ryan and I are going to be talking about our first book of our book club, and that is The Alchemist. We decided with The Alchemist, obviously we're doing two books a month, but this is the first book of the year, and we're so excited for it. This is a book I read a lot about and heard a lot about in, in high school and college, right? It was a lot of celebrities and a lot of friends were telling me, like, The Alchemist is a book that's very important, especially for people, you know, to start the year, people going on their own missions. It's just a it's a life-changing book. And the fact that it's a fiction book um, is just is spectacular. So this is obviously The Alchemist by Paolo Kahlo. A couple cool things came out recently. We decided on this book probably, like, two months ago. And since then, Big Sean actually chose The Alchemist as the book for his uh, book of the month for um, the Sean Anderson Foundation, which is awesome. And we also found out that, you know, we're big sports fans, obviously, but Aaron Rodgers rereads this book every couple of years, right? So, like, you have to really imagine that there is, like, something spectacular about this. People like Oprah, Bill Clinton, a lot of these high-end celebrities have been seeing reading this and talking about this book. And I think, you know... Brian, I'm going to throw it to you to give a quick summary of like what exactly is happening in this book. But like, I think for anyone, and the reason I chose this book to read is because there are so many valuable lessons you can get from this book. But Ryan, let's talk about what exactly happens through this book. Give give us a quick summary of what happens. So essentially, this book is about the main character, which is a shepherd, and his journey to find his uh, personal legend or this treasure and the obstacles he faces and the people he meets uh, through that journey. And it's, it's a fantasy book that is, has sprinkled in so many different lessons and quotes and valuable uh, tools and nuggets that he can take from it. Yeah, exactly. It's a pretty short book. It's, you know, less than 200 pages. I actually annotated a lot in this book, which is like something I used to hate to do. Right. But there's just like, so many lessons, so many quotes you can really pull from and and really change your life, right? So at the end, towards the end of the episode, we'll do our likes and dislikes, give it a rating, a review. But I think the biggest thing we're going to do here is talk about the takeaways from this book. And then we're also going to talk about how we can implement those things in our lives. Because I think that's the best point that's the best part of reading, right? Is you get to read what like authors and like biographies or whatever of like these people have spent their lives, right? They've seen so many things, they've learned so many things. And I feel like reading books is one of the best ways that you get to learn all these lessons really for like a very small price. And that's why I really love this. And I feel like that ties especially into this book because this author, he wrote this book in two weeks and he said that this book was his soul. This book came from his soul. And so I think that that ties perfectly in this book, why it's so powerful. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's exactly the point. And I feel like, especially through our, our book club, what we're trying to do here is just find valuable lessons and things we can implement in our lives and try to better our lives because I think that's our end goal here. But real quickly here, so let's talk about a couple of the quotes and the biggest takeaways, all right? So I think the catchphrase with the book is personal legend, right? That's something they brought up a bajillion times. Ryan, what is a personal legend? To me, the way I interpret a personal legend, which, by the way, I think the terming is phenomenal. Do you use legend yeah. in it instead of like your legacy or your goal? Or, I, but I, I think at the bottom line, it's like your purpose or your mission or why. Well, what you're set to do on this earth, whether you know it or you don't. And I think that's what that personal legend is. 
Yeah, exactly. Personal legend, I think, is is exactly that. It's that mission, finding out what your purpose is and and just fulfilling it, right? Like putting all you have into it and making that your main focus. And I feel like obviously over here, the shepherd boy did that, right? Like he had a lot of obstacles in his life and he figured out what exactly he wanted to do. And he, he gave up everything for it. And uh, he tried to fulfill that. And I feel like everyone in their lives, especially like, you know, someone like me, I can really resonate with that, especially right now, but like in general, right? We need to find our mission, your why, right? We always talk about like, what is your why in life? Why are you doing this? What's important to you? And just, you know, really chase those dreams that you do have. And I think that's probably the biggest takeaway from this book. But what are some other quotes and takeaways from this book, Ryan? The biggest takeaway that I got after I finished reading this book and I closed it is that sometimes the the end treasure is not as valuable as the journey getting to the treasure, the people you meet, the obstacles you go through. Because in the book, the shepherd went through a lot of obstacles, met a lot of different people, and learned a lot of different lessons along the ways. And that was seemed to be more valuable than the end treasure that he got to. So I, that was the biggest takeaway take for me. And it reminds me of a good uh, Miley Cyrus song. You know, it's, it's, it's not about how fast you get there. It's not about what's on the other side. It's about the climb. Yeah, it reminded me of of Party in the USA. I thought that's where you're going with this. Oh. You know, so I threw my hands up, playing my song. Yeah, no, but... Well, you <laughs> got to have fun on that journey, so I mean... You gotta, exactly, that's exactly it. And it sounds like a cliche, the journey is more important than the, than the result. But, like, this is what you found in the book, right? Like, the guy learns valuable lessons from the people he meets, right? And I feel like anyone can do that. Each person has their own stories, each person can bring you like valuable information that you, you probably might not have thought of or, you know, ever considered. So I feel like every time, every interaction you have is a potential opportunity for growth, right? You learn something, you know, there's a couple of main characters here. There's only a few, a handful, uh, which is actually spectacular about this book. It's not like a bajillion characters, but like with each person, you see the shepherd boy have some interaction and have some feelings or, or learning something from them. I think that's key. We read the whole book to find out like the end was actually the beginning, right? Like where, where, where the reward was, where the spoiler alert, if you have not read the book, please go read the book. I don't know what you're doing here, but (laughs) you know, you read the 200 pages really. And I mean, what his end result was, wasn't the beginning, but he didn't realize that. And I don't think he would have, um, you know, grown as much as he did without going on that journey, right? Without meeting all these people he did without doing the things he did. He would still be, you know, kind of that shepherd boy with that lame, you know, mentality that he had that going into the story. Because I think throughout the chapters, it's not really chapters, but like throughout this whole story, you see him grow, have different thoughts. Because in the beginning, he only thought about the sheep. He was like, the sheep are teaching me, uh, or maybe I'm teaching the sheep. The sheep only like food and, and sleeping, right? And like his mentality from the beginning drastically changes towards the end, right? And I think in the middle part, after he's when he's working with a merchant, his aim goal, his his end goal was was to tr- just try to make enough money to dry, to go back to his normal job, right? And then he he's like, that's not my end goal though, right? Like I can at worst, right? I I can go back to that lifestyle if I want to, but my end goal and my mission right now is to find that treasure near the pyramids. And so I I feel like identifying what your mission is, right, and you know being willing to risk what you have to to chase your dreams is is, is a really big takeaway here. Um, and I think the interesting part, as you mentioned, the, the, all the people you meet, and actually a couple of the, the people you encountered, the merchant and there was a, a military personnel towards the end, actually had some negative takes 
on things, but he actually learned from the way they viewed it. Because, for example, the merchant said, yeah, I have this dream, but I'm too scared to pursue it. So I'm not going to pursue because I don't believe that, which is a negative take. But he, he learned from that, that negative take, and actually did something to go pursue his dream instead of stayed back with his initial goal. So it's kind of interesting of the, not only the juxtaposition, but the fact that you can even learn from people that may be a negative influence and take that and spin it in a positive way. Right. They mentioned in the book that like the, the merchant's kind of a grouch, right? But at least he treated, treated the shepherd boy nicely. So he kept working there, but like the, the merchant mentioned to him, like how much of a blessing he is, right? Cause the boy was doing everything the merchant was scared to do going on his mission, uh, you know, building and growing his business. Right. That's something he never considered for so many decades. He's like, I'm fine with what I have. This is what I do. And the boy was just trying to push him to new boundaries and like, Hey, you're, you know, you could do so many better things. You can make more money. You could do all these other things. And he's like, I've always been scared to do that. Right. He, he mentioned how he thought about his friends that have failed in the past and he never wanted to do those types of things. And I feel like, Anyone can learn from that, right? People are scared to pursue their passions and dreams because you're a little scared of, of the loss. And I feel like the biggest loss is not taking those opportunities. This happens later on as well when he meets Fatima and um, the alchemist tells him, he's like, years down the road, you know, if you if you don't go on this journey, you're going to end up regretting it. And she's going to end up regretting it, right? Because she's going to feel bad feeling like you got married to her and, you know, obviously they're in love, but like, she would feel like she was blocking your pathway to success and chasing your dreams. And I feel like that's, that comes first and foremost. And you should, you know, obviously be willing to, to take that step and, and go for it. And that's another lesson I learned from this book is that I think with Fatima, because she's one of the few characters that actually had a name in this story. Yeah. And her name actually means captivating in Arabic. And the, the other thing I learned from that specific of writing style and the way he put it is that there's going to be people that sh show unconditional love and those will be there for you no matter what you do and help you get to that personal legend or that mission and those people are invaluable and have those names that you forever remember and the and the rest of the people may just be encounters your acquaintances i hope you get to your goal but are just there for a moment in time to do so yeah, and the way that love was described during that those you know couple of pages, or whatever, I thought that was really beautiful. So you know, go back and check that out. That was like one of my favorite parts of how he's describing what love was and how you feel during those emotions. And you know, there's something else the alchemist told the boy was like, love doesn't really get on the way of your mission, right? Like you know, it can only really help you, right? Like it's not like you can either have love or you know drive for your goals. And I feel like a lot of people in our age, right? They're you know weighing dating and getting married versus you know their careers and you know growing that. But it's like you can have both, right? Like it's not like a ultimatum between this or that. You can easily have both. You might just have to figure things out. But like it's not uh, prohibiting you from chasing your goals. And one thing you mentioned um, a little bit earlier was at the end of the book, you know right before the end, uh, he, he's talking to the thief and both of them, right? They had dreams, right? The difference is the shepherd boy had these dreams and chased them. The other guy had these dreams and didn't. He's like, I'm not stupid enough to waste my time and go on a you know long distance trip to chase my dreams. And he's still stuck where he's at. He didn't do anything. The other boy spent like over a year and he grew as a person. He learned so many lessons and he ended up getting that treasure at the end. Yeah, and uh, I think a good quote that ties out all together was there's one thing that makes a dream impossible to achieve, 
the fear of failure. And we saw that with the merchant, we saw that with the thief. And I think having that uh, confident mentality of you know giving into your own, going for it, and having that mindset of success, you're gonna achieve, I mean, if you don't achieve the final goal, you're gonna learn a lot about yourself, learn a lot through the journey and learn where you wanna go through that journey. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, that's in the middle of the book. He had worked enough. He had worked like 11 months at the store, right? Made enough money. And his idea was like, he, he came to the point, right? He's like, I have enough money to buy my sheep that I just sold for this journey, right? That I lost. And, you know, he's been walking out. He's like, okay, I'm going to go buy my sheep. He just started getting sad, right? He's like, this is not what my mission is. My mission is to go and find that treasure. So he has that moment where he's like, at worst, right? Like if things go absolutely wrong, I still know how to be a shepherd. I can go back to being a shepherd. Like that's a safe place for me. So I think there's a story of like getting out of your comfort zone and chasing those dreams. And like you already have, okay, maybe you have a nice nine to five, you have a nice job or whatever, but if it's not bringing you the excitement, if that's not your end goal or dream, then try to chase it, right? Like at worst, you come back to where you are right now. I mean, you only have things to gain on that journey. Yeah, actually, that was another quote I was going to mention, which is, and when you can't go back, you have to worry only about the best way of moving forward. And I, f I feel like the shepherd was a perfect example of where he'd given up so much. And, he's, and he did have, you know, I can just go back being a shepherd, but I'm going to put all my marbles in this basket. You know, I'm going to put all my eggs in this basket and just go for it because you have nowhere else to go forward. And I think sometimes you have to, if you really want something, you have to go on that journey. Even if it means sacrificing a lot of what you have yeah for sure and i think towards the back half of the book one thing that really stood out to me was uh, i think is with the alchemist he's talking about like the present right everyone has a past there's a past there's going to be a future but life is in the present so that's what we should focus on and one one of the words was maktub right which means it is written and, you know, that's saying, like, whatever's going to happen, you know, there's some destiny there, right? So, like, don't don't spend your time worrying about what's going to happen and all these decisions. Like, what's written is written, right? But do what you can and, and try to do what you do right in this moment. I think, like, the, the, the line right there was just, like, life is the present, right? Like, every day we have, every moment we're doing right now is what matters, right? Especially when we're talking about the future, what we're doing now is going to, you know, obviously changed that. So we shouldn't worry too much about what our past is or what our future is going to be, but just focus in the moment and, and be there for the present. Uh, were there any other takeaways or quotes um, that really stood out to you, Ryan? I, I think we, I think we hit them all. I mean, I think, I mean, there's a lot of fantastic quotes and I don't think we're going to do justice to all of them, but I think we hit a lot of the important points. I think if, you know, we asked, you know, the author, what he wanted us to get out. I feel like we hit those, you know, top three, four points that if you're not going to get anything else from this book, this is what you're going to learn. And on a side note, I think Aaron Rodgers did that because he was on my fantasy team and he was balling this year. <laughs> he must have read this book this year. I mean, you can even think about a couple of years ago when he, you know, the team was doing bad and, you know, I think they're 0 5 or 1 5 or whatever. He's like, yo, relax, right? <laughs> like he, he knew what his mission was. He was all into it. He's like, this is our goal. This is our dream. Let's do it. Don't worry about, don't worry about the past, right? Like we lost some games, whatever, but like we know what our mission is and we're going to, you know, put 110% into it. Um, some of the other things that really stood out to me were just like the, one of the coaches was like, when you want something, all of the universe conspires in helping you to achieve it. Right. 
And I feel like, you know, that ties into like the ripple effect or the law of attraction, right? When you're really wanting something and you're doing what you can and you're, when you're like going on that path and starting that path, you get that beginner's luck, which was something mentioned as well. But like the universe, right? Like you, you can't be like, oh, things are holding me back, right? Like I just love that that idea of like the whole world, you know, things are moving and they're out here to help you. And I, I just really loved reading that and feel, I felt that. I was just like, that's beautiful, right? Like if everyone felt like, Yo, if I set off on this mission and dream of mine, and the world's gonna help me, how ma- how many more people would try to chase those dreams? Yeah, I agree. I think I, I I do believe in the science of confirmation, and you know what he talked about is omens on the path. I I do think those exist, and I think those are very nice uh, motivators and inspirational tokens on your way to on, on your journey, and I and I do think that things work in its way, like it's forming a destiny that is out of your control in a little bit, but you can kind of tell. And if you really want something, keep pushing it, the world will form and, the, and where you need to go. So I think it's a beautiful way that he phrased it, that they will conspire. Everything will conspire to work together. And I think that's probably why he used the more fantasy-like imagery towards the end of the book with the wind and the, the sun and all these different things. So like everything, the wind, sun, everything's coming together to make the shepherds dream reality yeah that's totally true and quickly there's just two other quotes i want to talk about here one is everyone seems to have a clear idea of how other people should lead their lives but none about his or her own and i feel like a lot of people growing up in our age our generation you know they get told by the parents or family members and other friends and whatever and they get told oh this is the best college you should go to or this is the best uh you know thing you can get a degree in or whatever it is right like daily choice or a lifetime choice we get a lot of noise, right? And I feel like the best thing you can do is just block out that noise. Because a lot of people on their own, aren't they don't know what they're doing, right? Like we shouldn't take in everyone's advice and make that, because I think later on in life, I just don't want to regret not doing what I wanted and, you know, just listening to other people, right? I don't want to be 70, 80 years old in a, you know, in a senior citizen home and just regretting that I didn't get to do what I wanted to and I was just listening to everyone else. So I feel like you got to take action just block out all the noise and get ready for the mission. Last quote right here is tell your heart. The fear of suffering is worse than the suffering itself. And that no heart has ever suffered when it goes in search of its dreams. Take that in for a second. Cause you know what, right there, when you're thinking about it, like your heart's suffering, you know, cause you, you get the fear of failure, right? That's what it is. And it's actually not that bad, right? When you go, when you chase your dreams, no matter what happens, you're going to benefit, right? We talked about this in, in person and, you know, in conversation in general. Even if you lose everything, if you fail, whatever, you're going to come out with valuable lessons. And it's just that the toll that's going to be taken of not doing what you love and your, what your dreams are is going to be such a bigger toll than if you failed everything, right? So, like, I feel like at the end of the day, just to wrap everything up here is just set your goal. Find out what your why is, what your mission is, and just put 110% in it and never give up on it. So real quickly here, let's talk about what you liked and disliked about the book. Uh, I have a couple things as well, but Ryan, what are some things you liked or disliked while reading this book? I think the, the biggest thing I liked about this book is how it had so many different lessons and quotes. I mean, as you can tell, we, we just had quote after quote after quote. I mean, there were so many quotes. We couldn't do justice, obviously. To all the quotes and and having been a more of a fictional fantasy book, that was an essence self help book. That's really hard to do, but I think this book really uh, capitalized on it, 
and even had like a nice little five-page short story in the beginning that was another big life lesson that tied into everything else so i, I really i really liked i really liked that fact that you can make a fantasy or fiction into a self-help learning uh, a book which is very unique in its mind uh, the one thing i disliked is that i did get a little lost in the middle because because I, I liked the beginning and then I just kind of got a little lost. I was like, ah, the end of like what happened. But so there was just a little disconnect in that, but the message was clear throughout. I mean, he, he had a goal, I think, to set out to the points that we just made to make those three, four big points with a personal legend and going on that journey and reaching your dreams. And I think he did a great job at doing that at the end of the day. Yeah, I agree with that. Like uh, about the quotes and the valuable lessons, right? Like you get them like nearly on like every other page, right? Like it's something you can pull there and you're like, you get to think about it. And I love that. I love the re reiteration of the messages, right? You hear personal legend quite a few times throughout the book. Otherwise you might forget, right? If you hear it once, you might just forget about it. But like the fact they kept bringing it back up, I, I love that. Uh, the things I disliked were the fact that we only get to know like two people's names, right? We know Fatima and we know the King's name. The rest were like shepherd boy, the merchant, the, you know, the alchemist. And it's just like, it's, it got a little confusing. Cause I mean, like I get it in the beginning of the book. They even mentioned like, uh, someone mentioned like, Oh, if I wrote a book, then I'd only bring one character at a time. And so people wouldn't get confused. So I think that was the idea of going into this, but it was just confusing for me, right? Like either use all names or, you know, I, like I said, I think it'd be way easier if we had a discussion instead of saying Shepherd Boy, you know, Jack went on his, you know, adventure here, right? Like <laughs> we keep saying, we keep saying boy and Shepherd Boy, like we don't even know what we're talking about, but like literally there's no names here. So I, I feel like that was a little confusing. For me, I loved part one. I absolutely loved part one. I felt like it was a great story. I was getting like a lot of good, valuable lessons. Then part two, just it was like this huge fable fantasy you know it is straight up fiction right whereas like part one was it seemed kind of real right like you could hear it felt like just like a real story it could have been non-fiction part two was just dragons and no <laughs> there's no dragons here but like that's the point it's just like so wild the wind turning into the wind and all this all this stuff there's just too much and I felt like, like there's some fat that could have been trimmed off in part two. I would have loved it so much. I think it was just the contrast that was a little off-putting to me. But overall, I felt like it's still still a really good book. All right. And with that said, Ryan, what would you rate this book? And if you want to recommend it to someone, who would you recommend it to? Yeah, I, I was going to give it a 4.4 .4 because I think it's a very solid book right there on the uh, top score. Just barely missed that roundup just solely for the fact that I did get lost a little bit in the middle, but I think it hits all the facets of a good story with great messages. And, and for me, I, I would recommend it to really anybody of any age, because I think the, the quotes and the lessons and the message of the book is so strong and so valuable and really universal that anybody can be affected by and learn from it and change their lives with it, especially for this time for new year's, and really, like any time you're starting trying to start anew, I think this is a perfect book. Yeah, I feel like that's a that's a good recommendation there. So for me, yeah, I was thinking about four point five. I think I'll go. I'll give it a four point six. I think the first part one, including the intro, was just a five out of five for me, and the back half for me was you know lost some points there just because there's like I said a lot of fat that could have been trimmed is a little choppy and it got a little confusing for me for a second. I had to read it a couple times to 
fully understand it. So that's why I had to deduct some points. But overall, just a solid read. Like I said, it's less than 200 pages. It's a pretty quick read and an enjoyable one, I'd say. Uh, for recommendations, I, I totally agree with that. I think this this book, I think, especially for people, I think, going into college or graduating college, I think that's an ideal point. Or someone, you know, pursuing a new career path or, you know, kind of, kind of going like a in a new route in their life, right? Because I think this whole book, like we've mentioned a couple of times here, is just like finding what your mission is and giving 110%. So like, I feel like people graduating college or, you know, high school going into college, finding out what you want to do, giving it 110%, graduating college, going into your job, or you know, like I said, later on in life, right? When you're kind of confused and you're not, I think right now, like kind of like what I'm talking about here and something that resonates with me is kind of like, you know, working that nine to five and being with a job, right? You know what you're doing. That's like the shepherd boy doing his, you know, shepherding. Like that's what he does. That's what he knows. That's what he does. It's fine. He enjoys it, but he also has this, you know, big mission that he wants to accomplish. So I feel like, like you said, new year, new mission, like whatever you're trying to find a new path, you're trying to change your life, trying to change, chase that dream. I think this book is definitely a great starting point and you definitely learn a lot of good lessons. Like, like Ryan mentioned, there's so many quotes we can't even touch on, on them all, right? There's so many valuable lessons and you could only understand it if you read the whole book. So please, if you didn't read it, please check it out. Uh, please recommend it to your friends and family. I think they'll all enjoy it and definitely learn something from it. And next up, we've got The Power of Habit. Uh, we will do that review in two weeks. It's by Charles Duhigg. Please read it. Please share it. Please enjoy it. I think that's going to be full of lessons as well. And we can't wait for that. But I just want to thank everyone uh, for joining us today. And we are so excited for this book club thing. We're doing two books a month. We are going to learn and grow throughout this whole year. So we'll be right here with you. Uh, and I want to wish you guys a happy New Year's 2021. Make it fantastic. Read this book if you haven't. Learn some lessons. Let's make this a year of growth. Uh, I feel like with 2020, uh, a lot of people's plans, you know, got pushed to the side and things went pretty down. So I feel like 2021 is the great, it's, it's the bounce back year. It's time to grow. We learned our lessons. Uh, we're learning lessons from the books we're reading and we're going to implement those in this year and grow as people. So once again, thank you so much for tuning in. And until next time, we're out. See ya. I'm